Win the morning and you can win the day. It's tried and true, tried and true. And I really, really, really believe that. But every day is not the same. Every day is not the same. And so many different things and so many variables can lead to you not winning that day. And that's why I really want everybody to think about not trying to win the day, but think about winning the week. Think about your life in weeks because making every week better is how you make your whole life better. And at the end of the show, I'm going to lay out exactly my rhythm of my week and the structure and why I've designed it the way that I've designed it and how it's meant to fit into each month each quarter and each year to really be the foundation for the rhythm of my existence as I've spoke about. You know, I I really want to share with you at least my approach on how I look at weeks and then how I measure weeks because I do think it's so much more effective to follow that pattern rather than just get caught up in and what are you doing on a, on just a daily basis, even though that is incredibly important? Welcome to Build with Rob. Another episode that's near and dear to my core, core being today. You know, I've really been pushing everybody to, to look at their life through the lens of they are creating time and they create the week and you've got a limited amount of weeks to live So you want to try to maximize each one of your weeks, understand them. And as each one passes, that becomes the reality of your life. And that is your existence and all of your weeks up to this moment in time make up your entire existence. And for me, I'm living gloriously in week 2554. God, it feels good. And I can tell you right now, like the last, uh, you know, couple years of weeks have just been absolutely incredible. I can tell you right now, for without a doubt, the last 200 weeks of my life, bar none, greatest times a thousand. And it's also, you know, this idea of getting excited, thinking about the last 200 weeks is furthering the design and inspiration even behind the software that I am now calling the existence operating system so that you can reflect back on and look at these great milestones and achievements and moments and time that's happened through these weeks of your life for you to, you know, be able to reflect and see how far that you have come and be able to show how much better you have become week by week rather than did you get better day by day, right? Because day by day is just so, you know, incredibly difficult. And and I think, you know, for me, when anybody interviews me or talks to me about sort of the way that I live and, and sort of my mindset and my discipline, it's always about like, you know, what is your morning routine? And And again, I'm... I really believe in that. I do think you have to have an incredible morning routine to to have a great day. And and I'm, you know, as you know, uh, I'm a very disciplined and highly committed person that tracks everything that they do every day, who up until this point is still 100% for this year of doing everything in his morning routine, which includes getting up at five, brain training, meditating, getting in the gym, taking supplements, eating clean, not drinking, although I never really drink 
when I did drink before 8 a.m. I guess maybe if I stayed up all night. Um, because this, this, this highly high level discipline is also like a guy at one point that would, you know, stay up all night and still like have a drink at like five in the morning, you know, but those days I have evolved away from in, in the sense of, uh, trying to live a more harmonious, beautiful existence. Cause when you do that, you basically wipe away like a month or two of your life, at least a solid week. If you end up drinking till five in the morning, but I, I look, I'm, you know, beyond having a a daily routine that leads to consistent great days, to me, you know, I have this rhythm of the week. I have not only a great morning routine that informs uh, having great days, but every single one of those days is different Monday through Friday. So I can't look at them all identically. And then I've built a structure and a rhythm and a system to my week that creates the same consistency that I get out of a morning routine, only now I have it over a weekly, and that week really, really shows me how great of a week I had. Rather than looking at just the day where you can have one or two bad days in a week and be off, but when you look at all seven of those days, you actually had a solid week. And it also gives you this amazing framework to prevent yourself from like, you know, slipping and going from a bad day into a bad week, into a bad month, into a bad quarter, into a bad year, into a bad life. That's the slope. You know, if you if you even look at a week more as sort of your, you know, your guardrails. If you could look at a week as guardrails of like how you spend your time, how you design your time, what you do each day and measure that week and try to replicate that, optimize that, replicate that on an ongoing basis, that's going to be the pathway to leading you towards a a better life and the life that you desire. You can't compare what you're going to do on a Saturday to what you are going to do on a Monday. You know, you can't compare the energy that you have on a Friday to the same energy you have on a Tuesday. You know, it's these different days, depending on how your life is, serve a completely different purpose to you. And it's it does the same thing for me, but but designing it in a way that it serves the purpose that's going to keep you balanced, energized, and happy is really at the core of of creating you know that rhythm and that time design that does provide that consistency for you no different than if you went after a morning routine and you know it's you know it'll always be about you know discipline and consistency you know i don't no matter what you do in life you, you in order to 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 live a high energy amazing existence you've got to be disciplined you know and then you've got to Um, you know, create your life the way that allows you to stay disciplined and then ultimately like all of the things that you enjoy and keep you balanced in order to live a harmonious existence. And that really is found in the way that you design your weeks, you know, versus the way that you design your day. And again, if you're someone that like, hey, I go out with friends on Friday, so I sleep in on Saturdays and I'm, uh, you know, I love, you know, seeing a late night matinee, you know, you know, whatever, whatever your rhythm that keeps you balanced, keeps you happy will then determine where you would slot in things 
each week to keep your rhythm, to then stack your your morning routine and your daily rituals and habits to create this nice rhythm of a week that can really, really be the foundation of your balance, you know, and, and it's, you know, it's different than, you know, just, you know, thinking about, oh, what did I, I do this week to have great habits. It's more, you know, for me thinking about it also on this much broader scale of uh, how many weeks do you have to live? How many weeks do you actually have to live? And look, I'm not, um, not everybody feels good about this conversation. You know what I mean? I don't know. (laughs) I still can't quite determine who's cool with it and who's not. You know, if you have 52 weeks in a year and, you know, you're going to live to 90 years old, you got 4,680 weeks if you're going to live to 90. You know, if you're going to live to 90 years old, you have 4,680. For me, if I'm telling you I'm at, at 2554 and 90s and my number, even though I'm an optimist and I see myself way older, you know, and you might see yourself even younger, but it doesn't, it's not necessarily something you would ever want to face. But I think you should. I think you should. I laid out my vision for how long I wanted to live in weeks. I got on Illustrator and I uh, made every single week that I had already lived into a diamond that was red and then all the weeks that I had left to live in the white squares so that I could see visually this is how much life I have yet to experience. And I shared that with my wife and her immediate reaction was gross. She said, gross. She's like, this is gross. And I'm like, oh, you don't, well, what? This isn't, no, this is amazing. No, this is gross. And even for me, (laughs) even for me, I don't know what I expected. Okay. I don't know what I expected her reaction, but it really threw me off that she just hit me with gross. It just took it to such a different level for me. And again, I don't know that it's necessarily for everybody to think about, you know, and I think specifically people that I in their 30s that I've shared it with have have been the most repulsed. You know what I mean? I think someone in their 20s probably doesn't even pay it any any mind. I don't know. Um, But but for the most part, people do find it um, somewhat morbid, right? Like, oh, like, well, you're going to pick your your death day. And I find it exhilarating and informative because when you can look at your week as, hey, you only got 52 in the year. And if you want to have a great life, uh, make 70% of those uh, great weeks and you have an incredible life. Shoot, you make, you know, of the 52, if you make 55%, you're going to be half full and feel like your life's amazing. You know, and, you know, you make, uh, if your goal is to have two good weeks a month, you're still going to have an amazing life. And, and if you begin to, to, to break it down into, you know, this is a great way to measure how committed I am to my health, how much time I'm spending on work versus with my wife and kids or my family and friends, like, Uh, Am I doing the things that I enjoy or am I just doing all these things that I have to do? If you begin to measure it and look at it from a week 
And then you begin to look at it through the lens of, um, well, I've got 52 of these weeks a year and I'd like to spend a handful of these traveling and, and, you know, doing these more recreational things or things that I enjoy. And you see all of it through that lens. You begin to now have a clear understanding of how much time that you actually have to live. And so it informs like, like your ability to see further out into the future of knowing that you want to make changes um, in a quicker and faster way rather than just, you know, continually moving into day after day after day after day after day, like hoping that eventually the future is going to change for you when you have time. It's just another one of those frameworks that I love using in my life and looking at like how much uh, time do I have left to experience life is not morbid to me, you know, because again, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, and anytime I put any content out about, I want to live to 114 and 54 days and experience 1 million hours of life, uh, you know, 5,396 weeks, you know, everybody gets all like, oh, you're going to, yeah, well, why do you want to do that? You know, you never know when your good day is going to come. God's coming. When God comes, I'm knocking. When God comes, I'm knocking, Rob. All that health and longevity ain't going to do nothing for you. And you're right, bitter Midwest uh, troll in the Instagram comments. But it ain't about that. You know, it, it really is just, it, I would equate it almost to like, you would never save money and never have a budget because you're going to die anyway. And so you just spend your whole life going from check to check, struggling, and now you're 75 needing to work at Starbucks so you could pay for your apartment to survive because you never saved any money. That would be, it's the same thing. And then like, dang, I thought I was going to diet at 40 and now I'm 75 working at Starbucks. Did you say triple coconut latte? Right? Like that is the same thing to me if you don't look at your time and budget your time and look at it through the lens that you are the creator of time. And if you are hopeful, how far do you want to live and let that be the anchor and then back that into how many weeks that you have and then set your intention to build a rhythm for your week that starts with a great morning routine to have great days to stack together great weeks that you optimize and get better and better over the years so that you are realizing a much more joyful life as you continue towards your inevitable final week. You know, and it feels feels morbid. Feels more of it. I know. I know. And I love it. I love the framework. And, and it even, it really, really opened up my eyes to the idea that we create time. You know, because once I really got deep into creating the rhythm of existence and sort of my, my life in, in days and weeks and months and years, like when you begin to see the rhythm of how you sort of act and, and see how life actually unfolds, you really understand that you are in fact creating time. And the greatest measurement of how you're creating time is how you feel. And if you back that into looking at a week of how did this week feel and what can I do to make next week better, man, that is a very clear framework for you to follow 
to just make your life incrementally better over and over because you're creating the time each day and you're deciding uh, what you're going to do that will eventually you know, make you healthier, happier, wealthier, or prevent you from, from being a better version of yourself. And it's easy to see inside that framework. And, and, and again, I'm an optimist in this, uh, you know, your life and weeks game. You know what I mean? Because I look, if I have 5,936 to live at 114, I just knocked out 2554. What do I got left to play with? I got 3,382. You know what I mean? And even if I'm being realistic instead of optimistic, and I, you know, I can tell you right now from my body type, my health, you know, how, how Gene is still rocking the golf course at 83. And, you know, his father died at like 95. I could say with, with high certainty, my realistic number is 90. If I want to be a negative Nancy out here, you know, and that's still, I know I got 2,126 to go. And so for me, even, even when I use that framework to plan sort of my future like I know that sort of this stage of my life and building this next big path that includes the philosophy and the software and, and the content and everything behind this. I know that that at this point in these stages over the next four or five years that this will be sort of the final chapter of where I dedicate a lot of energy to building. And then into the future, I'm going to focus on, you know, really savoring a lot more aspects of life and traveling and golfing and doing more one-off creative projects as opposed to these very, very complex, large, big quantum leap level projects like creating a philosophy and a software and the content connected to that. I know I can look out and know that, you know, in the next you know, couple hundred weeks that I'm going to want to be transitioning to using my time to save her life for the remainder of those weeks and be just like Gene. If Gene's making a hard run beating all of us on the golf course at 83, easily, I'm the same guy. Only I, I'm saying I'm going to be 93, easily smoking people on the golf course, hitting darts. Because the, luckily for me, the Deerdeck genetics has like this flawless swing that can only send the ball dead straight. Shout out to Pappy Deerdeck and whatever he did in our rotator cuffs to give us that nice smooth swing because Gene's got it and Robert's got it. And I will enjoy uh, recreationally golfing like my father many, many weeks into the future. And, and, and again, it's just another thing for you to use as a tool to understand where you are at in your existence, how to optimize it in an easier and more understandable framework and give yourself a break. Give yourself a break. It's so hard to be disciplined and do everything in your morning routine seven days a week and have a great day seven days a week. It's so incredibly difficult. You know, and you're even when you design time really well and you have a great rhythm for your week, like you're highly intentional you're still going to get worn out. You're still going to get hit with these random things. You're still going to be tested. That is going to ruin one, two, three days in that week. That might feel over a stretch of period that you just had a bad month. But the truth is you just had three days that were bad. And when you look at the reset 
as Monday and you're starting that week over, it gives you that that deeper level of of sort of the guardrails to even compartmentalize even when life comes at you with the unexpected things. And then you even get to understand what those were and how do you optimize into the future to hope that they don't happen again to get even more consistent with having less bad days inside those weeks. And it's a much easier thing to judge when you judge a week rather than judging a day and then having a couple bad days in a row and then just being like, like, all right, going back to donuts. Missed the gym three days in a row. Like, I am just lazy. Man, okay, that pizza, I guess I'll have this pizza. I'll pick it up, you know, next month, you know, after the holidays. It's already November. It's going to be Thanksgiving. Like, oh, straight into the holidays. You want to know what? I'm going to get motivated on January 1st. You know what I mean? And, and, of course, I'm speaking about myself for basically the last, you know, basically, you know, if I'm 49, that's how I operated. Not up until like 10 years ago, up until like three years ago. You know what I mean? I was still, you know, losing it come Thanksgiving and then just fading all the way into Christmas, into New Year's. And I got the data to prove it. I got the data to prove it. Since I have incrementally weighed myself every single day for the last seven years, I can show you uh, my holiday body by weeks. Because I only log in my weekly average of weight. And for many years, I would just, you'd see me just thickening up from November to peak pig at the at Jan 1, start all over uh, in the new year, new me. Thank God now, of course, I've evolved beyond that. Uh, so it is no longer part of my uh, way of being where I am just, you know, straight, you know, basically within a point of a pound on a a weekly basis on a nonstop level now, which I'm very grateful for because I really never thought I'd be able to escape it. And, And again, it was just measuring that week over week that led to it. But here's here's what my week looks like in the sense of me creating creating that rhythm, you know, because, of course, I'm, you know, to the point where I'm much more disciplined and I just you know, I enjoy the idea of not missing like any of my morning routine under any circumstances ever or the core things that I track. Like it's, it's just now where I design my entire life around it. So no matter what, I'm up before five, I'm brain training, meditating and getting in the gym every single day, no matter what. It's just not even something that I even compromise, not when I travel, not when I'm on vacation, nothing. And again, you know, you add your, you know, health side of that as it relates to, you know, eating clean and taking supplements and, you know, really getting a great night's sleep and tracking the sleep and, and logging all of your time and all of these things that go into my morning routine that continually to make you know, give me that ability to live each day with intention. But knowing that life's going to come at you a certain feeling way, I'm going to feel different ways, even being that disciplined and that I'm still going to want to be adaptable based off of how I feel. But on Mondays, you know, I, I basically do a reset to set the entire week. 
And for me, that's always just been like, what's easiest for me? Like I let the weekend kind of flow. And then on Monday, let me set essentially the intention for the week. And to me, that that's essentially like uh, the C-suite meetings. You know, it's, it's, I spend, you know, after I do my morning routine, drop the kids off at school, then I spend the time going through organizing everything that I want to speak to, um, you know, my, my key executives with, and I meet with my chief of staff, COO, CFO, CMO. And, and that is my Monday. Like, let me get to the high level of every single thing that's going on. And that, that basically, you know, essentially gets me caught up on every aspect of what I'm doing across all businesses, family office, and life, right? All of it in, in that sort of Monday reset for me. And then I leave the afternoons for a little bit of free work time, uh, spend time with the kids, depending on the time. Sometimes I'll take my wife to dinner. I just, I used to pack that Monday in with back to back to back to back to backs. And it, I liked something I didn't somewhere I didn't need to do. I should do later. I just, it, I just continually optimized till I got the Monday in a place that gave me a ton of energy and set the week off, right? And then on Tuesdays, I always shoot TV on Tuesdays or I set meetings that are ad hoc meetings, right? So in my rhythm, I'm always shooting TV on Tuesdays and Fridays uh, every other week, right? Then I build, um, you know, those every other week time slots is where I throw in interviews and ad hoc meetings and all this stuff. So I stay in that same rhythm. I'm still getting up with the same morning routine all the way to the gym, taking the kids to school. Boom. Then I'm either like going to shoot TV on that day or I have ad hoc meetings that day or do execution. But uh, that rhythm never changes. Like I wouldn't shift that around unless there's, you know, holidays or something and I'm not shooting, I would. But for the most part, that's the structure that I've created. And then Wednesdays is, you know, same morning routine. Then I have sort of standing ongoing software meetings that I put in the time slot in the morning. I have my peer group, Tiger 21, that I meet with once a month. Uh, on on Wednesdays that takes up six hours in the afternoon. So I have that block in the morning. And then again, I use that for, you know, perhaps a portfolio meeting or, uh, you know, the software meeting or something early on or more ad hoc. But I would never put a crucial meeting there that I would have to in the afternoon that I would have to not take because of my once a month peer group meeting. Right. So, you know, again, designing it for the week, but also the month and the year, not to disrupt my rhythm or my flow. And on Wednesday nights, I go see a movie with my wife every Wednesday night. You know, and in every evening at six o'clock, I end up on the couch with the kids where we watch uh, a movie together no matter what. And then on Wednesday nights, we go and see a movie almost every single Wednesday night. And then on Thursdays, Thursdays where I will pack it in, you know, and again, morning routine. And then I will have a take the kids to school, take my wife on a breakfast date. And then we do our family sync of getting organized with the entire family and all this stuff. I do financial meetings, portfolio meetings, all these things because I made Thursday 
the one day in the week that I can set ongoing meetings because I just, I never will put something on a Thursday that will ever disrupt the flow. Right. Like, so I, I've, you know, if my Mondays that fully get organized, Tuesdays shooting television and flexibility, Wednesdays has some flexibility in it. And Thursdays locked. Thursdays where you put all those ongoing meetings, uh, so that you can stay in the rhythm on these weeklies that you have to do. And they don't be, they're not disrupted based off of your shooting schedule. And then on Fridays, I'm, you know, and on a Thursday night, me and the wife have talk night, you know, like, hey, turn off the TV and let's just talk, you know, and when we're at breakfast that day, we talk through everything that we're going to talk about that night, you know, and then Friday is another shoot day. And then most of the time when I don't shoot television, um, then I'm, I shoot the podcast, right? And, and put it into that slot. So, so again, when you see that Monday through Friday rhythm by creating that consistency and then time blocking, uh, based off of the needs of it being a weekly meeting or needing ad hoc space or shooting television, it allows, you know, around my time with my kids and dates with my wife, you can see where just that weak rhythm, just doing that over and over and continually optimizes it just guarantees that I'm going to be living in this harmonious, balanced, high energy state because I just continually optimize into using the ad hoc time for the things that I have to execute, continually having the weeklies that are important, fitting in the amount of meetings that I need to be on top of and collaborative with everybody involved in my overall system, but still like adaptable based off of how I feel. And then on the weekends, I I get up the same way, no different, 5 a.m., run the whole thing. And, and then it's family adventure on Saturday. It's martial arts. It's, you know, gymnastics. It's go see a movie. It's, it's more ad hoc as it relates to spending time with the family. Every Sunday for the last two years, I have a two-hour call with the author of the book I am creating and where we just ideate and talk philosophy every Sunday morning from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. Then... I jump on top of doing my morning routine right right after I wake the kids up and then uh, end the evening after an adventure day with family or, or you know, doing some sort of life activity. Do I then uh, go take the wife out for our Sunday sushi, come back, spend time with the kids, and then get ready to do it all over again? You know, and, and again... I look at that week and I look at what was your qualitative score average for the week? You know, what was your body composition for the week? What was your sleep score average for the week? You know, what, you know, I rate my brain training like uh, qualitatively. What does that look like? Tracking my blood sugar. What was your overall average? And now I have all these data and all this data and all this numbers to look at like how optimized and how well did I win that week? And I look at it through quantified numbers and qualitative numbers and biometrics and how I spent my time. And I could show you in numbers and graphs of what an incredible week that I had. And when you, when you look at all the weeks over the last, you know, uh, you know, 200, 
150, you really see uh, how optimizing for the week has really led my quality life to a higher and higher place. And that's really what it's about. You're just looking for ways to create the framework to get yourself to a higher quality of life and measuring your life in weeks and, and trying to have a better week, week over week, or create your weekly average that's a great week is going to be the best path to get there. And you know what it is. You got to create the vision to get there. You got to build the strategy to realize those weeks, and then you got to go out and live it so it's amazing. Until next time, see it, believe it, do it. <laughs>